Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman um, with Very Best of Living, and I'm with my good friend Kat Larson. Hello, Kat. Hello. Are you are you very very best living today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually not feeling great. We had a remarkable experience with 18 of our family, kids, grandkids, and we spent two weeks in Peru, and everything was great. I did get elevation problems oh. uh, one day. Um, I could not open my eyes. It was like horrible on Lake Titicaca. But then everything was great. And then we got home. And the day after that, I was like, I can't get up. I can't get up. And so I've had the the just uh, Montezuma trots and all sorts of challenges. I'm not back to myself yet. And um, I think it's kind of the price you pay sometimes when you do an aggressive kind of uh, itinerary and have amazing experiences. But so I'm a little bit under the weather. i I apologize to our listeners, but I expect you to carry me, Kat. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> I have the baby backpack and I'm ready to go. And thank Always. you for That's being you here. It is, I know it's so important to you and me to to talk to our people out there. So that is awesome. You're right. You're absolutely right. I appreciate that. So what I thought we'd talk about a little bit today are those times when you hear something or read something meet someone or experience something that changes your paradigm on life. Mm. Like when you literally can remember back saying, that really made a difference to me. Like I I carried that into my life. And other things that you probably didn't even know you dismissed, you dropped and let go, right? So I was thinking about some of those things with myself. I I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's when you went to Amsterdam and you could just see the, how lit up you were with mm-hmm. the experience of traveling and being there and seeing mm-hmm. it. And it's it's hard. I have some great friends that are partying on a boat called Fabulous Character. So they text me and said, we were thinking of you. Because they know I work in character, which is so great. Aww. And they're having such a wonderful time in Italy. And that's what they, I just love that about them. And then our trip, we took the family to go see Peru and really see it the way it is. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see the, this culture on many different aspects. So the three different areas are Machu Picchu and, and Cusco, mm-hmm. and then Lake Titicaca, mm-hmm. where they have the floating islands built on straw, and then to the Amazon jungle. <sighs> and I can't, first of all, the, the kids and grandkids, literally, we did a very aggressive, like we were up at 5 a.m. to swim with the peak dolphins mm-hmm. in the Amazon. We got into Lake Titicaca at like midnight. So we're literally navigating this boat through the reeds and the tall grass to the place we're going to stay with a complete stranger. Okay. Like we don't even know this person. And this was the individual that wrote us in advance a year ago and asked if we could front him $1,000 of what we were going to owe him because they have no money and no food and school supplies for their kids. So you don't even know him from Adam. And we did so, which is great. And then we get there and the quality of this family who serve you very, very nice quality meals. They work every single day of their life. You're up at an altitude of 13,000 feet. Like it's like I'm 6,500 Sundance. So it's double, right? Wow. And I'm thinking, and they're gracious and kind and engaging. And I I think about things that happen in your life. Uh, One of our guides in the Amazon was adopted by a Belgian PhD biologist, researcher, and his wife when his parents died. 
And he was eight years old from the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And he has stayed there and gone on for a PhD, which is very rare to have, have happen. And stayed in the Amazon and loves and lives it so remarkably well. <clears throat> if any of our listeners want a great reference, I could give them two great references. Actually, a great place in Cusco to stay. The people on Lake Titicaca that were unbelievable. And then our guide in the Amazon was remarkable. I just can't tell you how rich this experience was. One of my favorite moments, Kat, was literally lying in my room with my wife, listening to all the cousins in this one like one room that had just hammocks, like 16, 20 hammocks, like just that's all it was, was hammocks. And they would all lie in their hammocks and talk, just share. I thought, oh, that was so rich for me. So, oh my God. Unbelievable. And things like that happen in your life. And people wonder why we travel, why we believe in that, right? And it's not that I'm not thrilled to be home. Like I can tell you right now, feeling the way I'm feeling, I am so happy I'm home. Yes. To be able to be comfortable. But it reminded me of an activity when I was in college and it, you had 15 things that you value the most, mm -hmm. like honesty, friendship, a comfortable life, uh, challenging opportunities, whatever, mm -hmm. like 15. Number 15 on my list was a comfortable life. Number 15. Hmm. Today, <laughs> there are moments when I'm like, mm, it's moved up a little bit. <laughs> it's not. Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> so you realize that with age, you do change, change some of your things. Yes. Uh, just for the comforts, right? So I was thinking about that. Like, what's a, what's a book you've read or, you know, an individual you've met that just changed your paradigm on life? <laughs> well, come on. We did not set this up, listeners. He truly did not set this up for this. But. Of course, my biggest paradigm shift was when I found the color code. Um, oh, I mean, that's I'm, and that's not even, that's no baloney. That's no baloney. I think mine was an incident. I mean, when, when I'm, when, as you were talking, I was thinking about my, the thing that shifted my paradigm the most is that we had an incident in our family when we lived in Grand Junction where mm -hmm. Paco was in a, I don't want to get into the whole story, but Paco was in front of our house and he was shot by, yeah. This individual that was yeah. came up and you know I mean it was a big long story. Yeah, um, totally. That shifted my paradigm and really for the better, which sounds so horrendous. So? Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, I know that I believe you. Well, because I think you a um, couple of things that have evolved is like it shifted my safety view. We lived on a. Yeah. In, on a beautiful street in a cul-de-sac in Little Grand Junction, Colorado, and some pretty horrendous violence happened on that street. Mm. So yep. safety became a thing that's like, that's a construct that is not a reality. There's yep. Safety is not something you can, I mean, I don't care if you build Guaranteed. the biggest. Yeah, right. It's just not, it's not, it's not, you can't buy it. You can't find the place. Sure, there's more safe places than others. But yeah. after that happened to me, I'm like, yeah, right. You give me the statistics. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Right. Especially when you're one of them. Right? right. And then the other thing was, is that it, it is, it really is that we don't, we don't talk about it a lot, but we talk about it occasionally in terms of fragility and beauty of life and being able to go, we are here. Paco is here. And, mm. I mean, and literally by a, a half an inch, he's here where the bullet yeah. entered yeah. his body. And yeah. the doctor, in fact, the, the story was is that they went and did the CAT scan, saw where the bullet is, 
And the doctor, you know, wrote him out a prescription and slapped it on his chest. And he said, go buy a lottery ticket, dude, because you, this, <laughs> you are lucky. You shouldn't be here. You should not so be here. incredible. Yeah. So I think that, not that you have to go through that, but I tell you, it does bring us back to that day where it's like something gets big or bad or something and you just go, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. And your appreciation for, oh. for, for life, right? Oh. That you're still here. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. It's, I do think that sometimes the harder things in life have greater blessings. Like they do make you appreciate things in a way you would not have even seen had you not had that happen. And that what a joyous kind of outcome of what could have been deadly, literally deadly. Well, yeah, and it was for two of our neighbors. I mean, you know, they they were killed yeah. that day, and so this yeah. it wasn't just a it wasn't just one of those things that was like, oh, that was an accident. I mean, this guy was on purpose doing this. So, mm. so I think when you talk about paradigms and shifts and people, and you don't always know it at the time. I think that's one beautiful thing about yeah. being my age is that you look back yeah. and you go, that really was life changing. Right. You know, right. You can appreciate that more yeah. when you look back. Yeah. You know, I remember even this, this guy was talking one time about you should walk an hour a day. And he goes, you know, I don't care what you do, just walk an hour a day. And they were just talking about this thing, like in a conversation. I never even acknowledged that I heard it, but it changed for me the paradigm on exercise. Like it made sense. Like he's right. You can always walk an hour a day. How hard is that going to be? If I'm going to read anyway or watch TV or whatever, why can't I be walking when I do that? Right. And that just came out of just a totally random conversation that I was having with uh, two other people. And it was their conversation with each other that I was listening to that then dawned on me. And I didn't even comment on it to them. So if things like that can happen very randomly, I still remember a book I read called The Educated Heart. I was a very young man and I still remember a couple of the the concepts in there were uh, they would slip foreign currency in your pocket of the place you're going. So you'd have money when you got there to spend in that country. Oh. And they were ca- talking about the educated heart does that. Or the person that sends you a book or gives you something to read, and then you respond to them later on explaining what it did for you, oh. what you appreciated about it. The, they just It's kind of like an extension of care. Like it just is beyond just the normal uh-huh. right and yet if it resonates as when i read those examples for example it resonated with me that makes sense that is the educated heart there's more to it right oh yeah i'm i'm i mean i'm i'm gonna read that that's i've I, I i love when you bring stuff like this because the a paradigm shift can be as easy as somebody saying walk an hour or right you know something as right. big as what happened in our life you know i mean just I think that's the the beauty of a, a paradigm is that you don't know when or where, right? All of a sudden, because no. something must have shifted for you. Did something shift for you in Peru, like that changed oh. you? Yeah, you know the thing that really, really struck me was these. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I could get emotional. They, I'm going to take Caesar and Lucy, who were the couple with the two children mm-hmm. on Lake Titicaca. They work every day. In the pandemic, the president of Lake Titicaca organization, the people that live there, denied anyone the opportunity to leave the islands and go to town of Puno or for anyone from Puno to come out to the islands. Mm-hmm. So for two years, they were cut off. And there's no tourist trade, which is the major way of making money. Mm-hmm. And yet their humble, genuineness, they're taking care of others 
at their own expense, mm-hmm. their work, hard work ethic. There was something about seeing these people. This man said to me, Caesar, my wife and I got an elementary education. That's what we could afford because it was free. But I want more than anything for my kids to go to the university. And the same thing was said by the guide in, in the Amazon. He said, I would love for my children to be educated, not the one that had the Belgian parents that adopted him, mm-hmm. but others that took us through a very, very poor, slummy area of town. He said, I, I would love for my kids to go to the university. And I had just taken that for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I went and, and I did the work and it was, it was hard. I mean, I get that, but I had the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was, it was a major ordeal for me to be able to do that. So when I see people that don't take education seriously, mm-hmm. really don't step up to what they're given, it really reiterated for me my my belief in education, my belief in growing and <gasps> learning and becoming. Because we have so abundantly in America, and many people here don't take it. They don't want it. They pass on it. Gosh. And that's all they want for their kids. That's all they that's want. That's all they want. Yep. Oh, my. And they and, would do whatever it took. And this is what they do for a living. Taylor, they, do, they, they, they have... Uh, tourists like you, vacationers like you, and that's what they do? Correct. That's what they do. Yeah. And then when they don't, by the way, that two years that the COVID was there, uh-huh. all they do is fish and hunt for duck eggs oh. to live off of. That's all they do. That's all they have. Oh, my and, gosh. And, and yet people don't want to leave the area. They love, they love their family. is a, It's so tight and so connected. And when they get of age that they would marry, they start traveling to the different islands. Mm-hmm the boat people and meet meet people that they could um, connect with or in the Amazon, they have soccer on Sunday mm. and that's where the tribes come from all around to play <laughs> against each other. Really? And they get, yes. And they get to know the girls and boys there oh and that's how they decide gosh. who they want to marry. Did you go so to a amazing. soccer? Did you go there on Sunday? We actually, we weren't there on a Sunday, oh. but we played soccer with them. At oh. one, uh, we, we got out there and of course they beat us um, four or two. <laughs> So, was it was it eighteen Hartmans against four of them and no, they beat you? It, it, no, it was like that. In fact, there were no real boys. They were like young ten year olds, but there were only girls. Yeah, and they, and they were unbelievable. Like I, I played goalie for just a moment. <laughs> That's when they won the final goal. But well, there was the your biggest was, paradigm shift. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're right. You're so right. But it is amazing how talented and, and committed they are, and and just how appreciative they are of daily life. It did make me think about people that struggle with depression and things that don't give them meaning in uh, American life. And I'm thinking about these people that really have nothing to look forward to but the next day. And yet they are motivated. And yet they get up every day and go do their routine things, make their jewelry, uh, you know, find some way to find meaning in their life. And I think I want our, our listeners to think about what are they doing that brings meaning to their life? What are they doing that gives them a sense of purpose, because I, it's almost like harder here than there because there's so many distractions here. There's so many opportunities to get led down a path that you don't really, they don't really benefit you. And before you know it, you wasted like gaming, you wasted hours, literally hours gaming, and you missed the opportunity of what else you could have been doing with that. Whereas down there, what they do is life affirming. It's like they have to do it to live. So it seems much more focused to me. So when you talk about that, like, I think it's, it's true where it's so, it, it is a seductive thing to think about 
oh, I'm, I'm in the eighth grade. Now I'm going to be in high school and I'm going to graduate. Oh, I can't wait till I graduate or I can't wait till I get out of college. Then you look to marriage and then you look to kids and then you look to, to a trip. Instead of what you're saying is there, they have to be, there isn't really any big thing they're looking forward to. Right. Correct. Right. They're just doing life every day. So really their connections to each other and doing things you need to do to live is all they focus on. So it was interesting to see that dynamic. Wow. And I think it gave me an appreciation for how we have to be very resilient with all the opportunities we have to be distracted. You got to really think about, is that where I want to spend my time and my energy? Is that where I want want to give my thoughts? Uh, You remember from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, Mm -hmm. the paradigm shift that he offered which was they can control everything about me except my mind. Mm-hmm. They cannot take that. And those who gave their mind over to the Nazis died. They could not sustain their own health then. But those who said, I still own my mind, they survived. Many of them survived in what were just untenable situation. Mm-hmm. So I wonder about that with our listeners. I'll like to think about that. Like, it's like, do you own your mind? Does it own you? Are you able to control and manage it in a way that it actually gives you meaning in your life? Or are you being managed by it? Like the addictions and the the distractions of the world, are they taking you away from central purpose and meaning in your life? That's the question I would have. And there's so much distraction when you think about. So, so, so give me an example in your life. What distraction do you fight against? I think I fight against entertainment. I when I think about why Rome fell, and it seems like a lot of things that happened, there were some immoralities as well that mm-hmm. were going on there and 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 just um unhealthy political things, but they just got more and more interested in being entertained. And I look at my own life and and I like to be entertained. And sometimes that becomes too much of a desire. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing things that are enriching and meaningful and not sitting back and letting the world happen to you, I would say. Can you give me an example of that? Like w- entertainment, like like what, like watching a movie or going somewhere? Yeah, or it'd be like watching a movie versus reading for me. When I read, all my facilities are in- engaged and I'm learning and I'm developing and it's more work than watching entertainment, for example. Um, it works your brain more, is what you're saying. It works my brain more. It gives me more meaning and purpose. And I'm not uh, opposed to sporting events and uh, movies. and no, I'm not opposed to any of that. What I was realizing in my life is that is not what is most fulfilling for me. What's most fulfilling for me are that should be like a reward or a treat, not a focus. Like going to it on a regular basis, that's all I'm really thinking about, are those elements which are just entertain- entertaining, but they're very... They're very flat and superficial. They lack the depth that I, I think is more important. Well, that's a great point. I mean, that, that really is something to to think about is like that entertainment piece. I don't know if I've thought about that in terms of what brings down a society and when, do, you know, we have enough information now that we have all the information and it seems like, it seems like it's seductive, <laughs> you know. It, it is seductive. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. I think it is seductive. And it is easy. Quite frankly, it's easy to walk into something, entertain me. I'll pay you, you entertain me. That that does happen a lot in our society. I am not opposed to entertainment. Please don't get me wrong. But when it becomes 
the focus, then I, I feel like that takes away the real meaning of life. You're making that, I think it was Viktor Frankl. Tell me if I'm right. He's, I think he is the person, I'm pretty sure that he said, between stimulus and response, there's this space yeah. that you have to make a choice. And I think we get so stimulated, at least I know my personality gets so stimulated that I just go into, you know, for example, like what feels good is what you're talking about and just click, click, click instead of stopping right. and going, turn that off, pick up the book, uh, right. go for the walk, right. do the things. Right. Um, and I think that that growth and, and freedom lies in that space, right? Like being able to say, is this growing me? I love that question. Is this growing me? Yeah, I like that. And that, and that's really true, what you're saying. I think about couples that I have always said, just do me a favor and take a half an hour and go for a walk or sit on the deck outside yeah. uh-huh, and just um, talk. I don't care how you do it, but give me a half an hour a day. I mean, those that do it always swear by it. There's not one person who has said, I'm sorry we did it. But those who don't do it are far greater, far greater. The number of people who don't act on something like that, like, the, is this growing me? They don't do that. They take the easier path. And they excuse it. Oh, we have kids. They have homework. We have things going on. We don't have to be pushed to have a half an hour today. They find reasons to make it not happen. And I think what's sad about that is they don't grow. Whereas those who literally take that advice and just do it, all of a sudden they're feeling better and better and better about their relationship. And they're thinking about the space in, you're talking about. In that space, there is a decision that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're talking about, which is the seductiveness of the easy path. Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize that they're making a choice, even though it seems so, I'm not really choosing. It just feels good, so I'm going to do it. You are choosing. That's, again, why I think it's so important to have good people in your life or reading things or seeing people or somehow offering a change in how you see life because if you get stuck in your own paradigm you're probably not going to see those things or recognize opportunities that other people bring to you or uh, things you can agree. i ask you a question what are the tools to become aware of your own paradigm uh, i mean as a professional therapist and doctor how do you how do you go kathy you know do these things to help you see your paradigm is there something is there anything oh yeah I'm, well I, I my first question is always are you happy like, are you, are you feeling fulfilled and happy in your life? That's the first question I start with, right? Because uh -huh. I, re I really want to know, are they actually doing things that make them happy? And typically, people can give me an honest answer. Most often, people can say, you know what? I'm not as happy as I used to be. Or actually, I'm very happy in my life. Here's why. Mm -hmm. So if they are happy or they're not happy, then we move forward with that with, okay, so how often have you reflected on who you're running with and what you're doing in your life. How often have you done that recently? And they'll often say, I don't. And I'll say, okay, I want you to do me a favor and just spend time this week spending five minutes uh, when you wake up in the morning and reflecting on people in your life and things you want to commit to. I want you just to just take five minutes and think about what you'd like to be add to your life that you don't have right now. And then the, the next thing is, I want them to actually do something different than they've been doing. Just try something different than they've been doing. So if they don't do something different, they will stay in the same paradigm. And until you can do something different, and by the way, I've done this myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what I do different 
I don't like. It doesn't work for me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad about that. Just know you're checking things out. You want to get to know what's good for you. But the fact that you're doing it gives you insight that you would not have had. And you know what? You know what my brain does to me? You know, that 1.3 ounces I have left that I use in my, my brain is, <laughs> yeah. is it messes with me. And it's like, that's not that big of a thing. Yeah, I'm on yes. Instagram. You know, so I'm yes. just, that's not that big of a thing. Right. Like, come on, right. you're not. And then. Here, here's something that was amazing is my daughter showed me how she, like she puts this thing on my phone the last time she was here about yeah. how long you're on something yeah. on your phone. Yeah. Oh my it, gosh. It blows your mind, doesn't it? Oh, I turned off. I turned it off. I didn't turn off the thing that showed me. I turned <laughs> off the Instagram thing because it's like, come on. You wouldn't know that though. Like you said, you always dismiss it. You do. Because I'm the same way. I don't want to look at it like when you're trying to lose weight and they say counting calories. <laughs> No one wants to count the calories, but once you do, you realize, are you kidding me? And no wonder I'm having problems, right? So the reality is, I, I think holding yourself more accountable yes. gives you a chance for change. Yes, yes. All right, we got a clip for today. Oh. It was great. As always, being with you, Kat. You too. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> we love our listeners, don't we? They're so oh, great. so much. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Talk Have to you soon. Week. Bye now. Love you. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.